I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, Avengers versus X-Men, Gary versus Jeremy. We are still uh, kind of collecting our uh, last arcs as we bring these random tie-in issues um, into the Avengers versus X-Men crossover event. We're going to cover Wolverine and the X-Men number nine today, Gary, uh, which is basically Mm -hmm. an extended, will Wolverine be an Avenger or an X-Man? Yeah, uh, this is them wrapping up and uh, wrapping up the main plot, uh, continuing a couple subplots, and then making the way for Wolverine uh, and Beast to be gone from the school for a little bit. Yeah, you know, is my is my understanding here. Um, as I mentioned before, this is where I dropped dropped off this book when I was just reading it on its own. It was cool. I was interested in it, um, but yeah, I was I was done. I I couldn't handle the crossover. I didn't want to read the whole thing. Um. We got a real uh, just cover with X-Men on one side and Avengers on the other with Wolverine in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Black Widow just pointing a gun at him. Me too. <laughs> it's very <laughs> funny know. to me. Duh. <laughs> join join the, the Avengers. Um, and uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's get into it. Let's, not a lot happens in this. No. Uh, let's get into it. <laughs> but there's some, um, <laughs> um, there's some good background stuff in here. Um, so we're going to start out on Planet Sin, uh, which is, mm-hmm. you know, my hometown. Um, and people are aliens rather are making bets on the next planet that the Phoenix force will destroy on its way to earth. So this has become a big gambling thing. Um, they just, they just legalized a bunch of like sports betting in Louisiana. Um, Oh no. And like, you'll be able to walk into any restaurant with, with that has a bar or any bar or any casino or any off track, uh, um, betting place and just, place bets on sports games which seems just extraordinarily dangerous to me and then like they had the audacity to be like and all of the proceeds that we're going to collect from this are going to go to you know we're going to we're going to help uh, domestic violence victims and and out and you know gambling anonymous like we're going to people that are addicted to gambling i'm like I, you could uh, just give the like give give the divorced wives some money hmm. and not oh yeah oh, you, can, you cannot me. create gambling addicts in yeah the first place. i just and like uh, they, there's so yeah. many weird rules about it like oh we, we we can't gamble on um potential injuries and you can't gamble on high school kids but basically anything else is on the table and i'm like well this, <laughs> this is gonna be shit like this is gonna be absolute yeah. like <laughs> that's dystopian it really How long is. before those rules get uh bent um yeah in my hometown uh, in illinois they they legalize slot machines and stuff everywhere so my hometown is full of all these little like bars that are bars and restaurants but they're really just like rooms for slot machines oh yeah you know like uh you know and they all have names like Susie's and slotsies and like honeys and tiff tiffs and stuff like they're they're all stripper names mm-hmm. uh but a a restaurant thing the uh um, the one down this, the road uh, the road yeah. the down one down the road for me is called the Wajin Cajun. <laughs> that's actually I, I know it. That's you know, that's, you know probably making up a name for a Louisiana <laughs> I mean, betting place. I can't make that shit up, Gary. Yeah. Like that's too on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> the Wajin Cajun. Yeah. Um. <laughs> the uh this uh this planet they're at Planet Sin, the uh casino planet is from this comic. They introduced it. Uh, Quentin Quire went here and did like a, a rounders esque uh, thing here. Oh, like cool. gambled and won a bunch of money. Yeah, it was it was a good arc. It was fun. Um, but they're they're betting. They're betting on Andromeda Nine, and it wins. Uh, they you know kills uh, nine billion people. Yep. Uh, 
and people are getting you know twenty uh, gulongs for paying five gulongs. Is that so, the uh, currency in uh, Cowboy Bebop? Is it, is that oolongs or gulongs? Uh, something like that, right? Well, oolong is a tea. I I don't I don't know what gulong is. Okay, well it doesn't matter. It's been a long time since I've read uh, or watched uh, Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Um. And yeah, the the whole planet explodes. Um. And it's the Phoenix. So. Um, yep. We jump from there over to uh, what looks like the beach uh, with <laughs> Wolverine and the Beast kind of resting up after some recent battles, which I think is very funny. Yep. Uh, they both they both healed uh, and uh, they get Beast gets a little message, you know, and Wolverine's like, oh, man, we're under attack again. And Beast is like, you know, I wish. You know, this is this is way worse. Let's get up and get dressed. We should expect visitors. Turns out they're in something called the jungle room. You got to have a jungle so, room, Gary. I mean, I, presumably, like, it's just room. where you go play your jungle music when you get a little stressed out, right? And, like, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's where you go. It's next to the drum and bass, drum and bass room. Exactly. And... Yeah. Oh, look, there's the Portis head room. Let's go get sad with each other. <laughs> <laughs> let's go to the, let's go to the tri- trip-hopnasium yeah. uh, for this. Uh, Why do you have a Roxy so the, Music uh, tree fort? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a, you know, that, that's actually what Schism was about. <laughs> Like Cyclops, I want to start teaching music, music history, bub. <laughs> um, but but Wolverine, I don't get it. I don't understand yeah. how this. Helps I have lots of rights. sides. <laughs> you think I just like to the best? I'm the best at what I I do, and what I do is teach Suzuki cello. Um, the uh, so so a, a, a ship has landed. The uh, the Avengers are are coming in, kind of passing these miscellaneous mutants, and this is happening uh, as this character named Edie, uh, who I cannot remember, is giving a little book report on the Phoenix Force. Yes, um, you know, basically talking about uh, you know what what it done, and that some people, according to the internet, think that the Phoenix Force uh, is related to Hope and is going to be part of our, you know, getting mutants back. Which one hundred percent means that Cyclops has a blog. Right, like that's which <laughs> is according to the internet, like, right? Like that's just Cyclops with the blog. Cyclops dot tumblr dot com. Yeah, like, look out! It's Cyclops with the blog. <laughs> <laughs> One sharp eye dot blackspot dot com. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the way I see it. Um, the uh, so she, she, you know, she's uh, she is one of the mutants that was born. She's one of the new mutants that came about uh, because of that. Um, which is interesting. Um, she does a report. The next report is going to be Brew, the uh, the the nice brood, uh, who's talking about the Nova Corps and how uh, he should be allowed to join the ranks as his report, which I think is very cute. Very cute, absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, we get to Captain America, who's the one who landed. Um, he comes in, and the building. Uh, we get Dupe. Dupe is the receptionist at, hey, at the school, which is great. It's nice to see. Yeah, you. he doesn't get any lines. He just waves at me, and I wave at him. Um, and this whole school is like the danger school. It's like a buggy techno mess, you know? Uh, one of the things that made me not, like, stick with this book as much is because everybody was telling me it's the follow-up to Grant Morrison's new X-Men. Mm-hmm. It's a thousand times goofier yeah. than that. Like, I, I enjoyed it, but it's full of bamfs and stuff. Like, it's full of, you know, tiny night crawlers and, and silly stuff like this. Yes. You know, uh, it's cartoon reality. I read some of this um, as it was coming out, I think, um, and mm-hmm. I, I, I had the same vibe. Like, I think that was the same reason that I read it because I had heard the same thing. And I would like reading it. I was like, oh, like, this is not the weird metaphysical, crazy science stuff that I'm looking for. Like, this is this is very comic booky, which is not bad. It just wasn't what I was expecting and kind of like eventually just kind of got boring to me. Um, 
and like reading this again like reading this i was like oh okay i'm i'm good like i might i want to go back to read the uncanny x-men stuff from the last episode but like this i'm like eh, eh, whatever i'm good i'm good for a while and there's there's like a brand there's a, a subset of comic fans for which like this is what they want sure. and i'm glad they're being served mm-hmm. you know but to me you know just oh when you go into the building it shoots missiles at you and just played for fun goof ups is stupid like, I, I don't know. I just seem silly to me. Um, Wolverine shuts it down. Uh, there's a little comedy beat where Cap gets graded as a B minus. Um, he's upset about this. And uh, he says, like, hey, you know why I'm here? He's like, yeah, we do know why you're here. Um, so they're going to go meet. We cut over to Deathbird uh, in Shi'ar space, um, getting a message from Gladiator. Uh, this doesn't pay off until the, the end of the issue. But the reason why this is showing up in this book is because Gladiator's son is at the school. Yes. Um, um, she's using so a lot of like, space words that I'd get irritated with. <laughs> like it's a, it's an annoying subplot, man. Uh, the Shi'ar consistently annoying. Um, well, and it's just like, know, um, I hate when they do the thing where they use idioms or similes or like phrases from just basic English, but they try to put space words into it. So here it's like, instead of hold your horses, it's hold your becker and shovel beast. I'm coming. And I'm like, I, yeah, I, I just like, why, why, why? Like you could no, just please don't do this. Yeah. Like who, who wants this? Like, I don't get it. And maybe that's part yeah. of the, like the goofiness that we were talking about. Right. Like it's, it's, Oh, oh they're saying the, the normal thing, like, but in a funny way, it just doesn't like, I don't know. It doesn't work for me very well. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not crazy about it. Um, to kind of show us this connection, we cut over to Kid Gladiator doing a flying class. And Kid Gladiator is very arrogant. Gladiator's powers work on confidence. And he's like, this is another class that I should be teaching, you know, instead of being a student. Uh, and Cannonball's like, hey, I just work here. I'm teaching you how to use a jetpack. <laughs> Take that up with the headmaster. Yeah, I, I don't care, man. Just let's put your jetpack on and let's go in the, go in the air. <laughs> yep. Um, this is continuing the subplots that are happening in this book, you know, and I, I get why they do this. Like if you're just reading new X-Men, you are interested in what's happening between Cannonball and Page more than you are the Avengers of X-Men or not new mm-hmm. X-Men, uh, Wolverine and X-Men, mm-hmm. you know, so while Cannonball and Page are in the sky, the sky, you know, he's like, he's something's going on with your powers. We need to talk about it. And she's like, I'm fine. We don't need to talk about it. I don't know what that is. I don't know what it's referring to. Later, she hits on Toad. I don't know where that's going. Uh, <laughs> I need to but know. If I if I were just if I was just reading this book, I would be, you know, I would love that. Um, they so everybody goes up in the air, uh, which is where they see. Well, first we get just a brief glimpse of Glob Herman. Nice to see Glob back. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. And then uh, the Phoenix Force manifest in space, which uh, kind of freaks out both Rachel. Um, Rachel Gray, is yeah. that the yeah? Rachel, yeah, Rachel Gray Summers. Rachel Gray Summers. Yeah. Excuse, I knew I was missing a word there. And then uh, Quentin Quire, because they're both like serious telepaths, and of course this is affecting them telepathically, and they both fall out of the air. Um, as this is happening, we see Janitor Toad, which Wolverine, mm-hmm. I, I I get it, and but I mean, just it does seem a little mean. <laughs> like it seems meaner than jail. It's, it's like I don't know mean. what was happening, but yeah. it seems meaner than jail. <laughs> It's a. Uh, it's interesting too because he's he's cleaning up spray paint and it's an Omega gang mm-hmm. symbol, you know. So I'm like, oh shit, you know, like that is interesting to me. But I don't know if that was just like a fun background detail. Um, Quentin Quire's falling out of the sky from his jetpack, and uh, Toad saves him with his disgusting tongue. Um, and you know they they run over there to see if he's all right. Uh, he's like, oh, I had a horrible dream where a fiery bird destroyed the earth. Also, I was wrapped in the janitor's tongue, which is cute. Uh, Paige comes over there to hit on Toad. Like, oh, that was brave, you know, call me Paige. You can call me Mortimer. And they smile at each other. And again, I have no idea uh, what's going on with that. 
Um, and Quentin snaps him out of it. Like, I hate to break it out of there, folks. Either Cyclops was right all along. Uh, I love Cyclops was right uh, as yes. a thing, too, as a callback. <laughs> um, or we're all about to die. Uh, either way, everything's going to burn. Quentin always with you know. the uh, with the screen printed T-shirts of ex-slaves this time is very funny yeah. to me. Yeah. <clears throat> Quentin Quire is a great character. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we cut over to Wolverine and uh, Beast and Cap having this conversation, basically having the same conversation we've seen just from another angle with a little bit more detail. Yeah. Um, specifically we, we, we this time, shit. getting getting Beast like say, telling Beast like, "Hey, we want you for the space mission. Like, you need to get get your shit, go up into space, do some science stuff, and stop Phoenix." And he's like, "Okay, that's what I figured you would do. See you later. Bye bye." Yeah. And Beast has always had a lot of loyalty to the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Cap is like, you know, we know how Cyclops sees this. What do you see it as? And he's like, I don't know anything about a messiah. I just know that there's a 16-year-old girl who has no idea what she's getting into. You know? Um, and this is where he's like, I hope you'll be on our, my side. Like, will you help save the world with us? Um, and, and he does not know. Um, we cut over to, uh, I think, Moyer McTaggart and Beast checking in on the psychics uh basically saying like hey you know they they got psychically blasted they said it's coming um or this is wolverine um who's with them and uh she's like can you tell me what's up he's like get everybody together you know the entire staff like we're gonna announce what's and, happening and i love that she's like oh my god it is the phoenix <laughs> like it's very yeah. funny to me <laughs> yeah oh shit um get a brief little scene while he's waiting for everyone to and you know everyone's in the assembly where he goes out to talk to the statue of Jean Grey and finds uh, Edie there. Mm-hmm. Um, ID, Edie, I don't know. This is this is very sweet. Um, she's like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know her backstory at all, but she's just basically saying like she just likes to have somewhere quiet because she's, you know, I'm I'm trying to fit in, um, but uh, you know, this place it's 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 a lot, um, and I don't, you know, sometimes I like to be have a place that's quiet where Quentin can't make fun of me, and Wolverine kind of bonds with her because they're sitting below the shadow of Jean Grey, which is you know probably means a lot to wolverine mm-hmm. who was totally in love with that woman um also just really yeah. like this statue to like the old marvel girl costume with the hair and the breeze i think it looks really really cool yeah this is great this is this is a very sweet moment um we cut over to him gathering the staff you know here and he, he lays it out uh phoenix is coming you know what that means um, it's our responsibility to protect the school no matter what. So me and Beast are going with the Avengers. You guys uh, stay here and, uh, you know, be on the lookout. But keep in mind, we're not just facing this big firebird. You know, you have to know that. Uh, again, he knows, he sees which way the winds are blowing. He knows that uh, the Avengers and the X-Men are going to clash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just like uh, stuff that makes me interested in reading this comic is just the staff of this, like rogue gambit. Um, they got, they got, I think pretty sure that's chamber and the like mm-hmm. foreground on the right hand side, like lots of interesting people in this room that would make a, a fun comic book. I think. Well, do you know, uh, uh, gambit teaches sex ed in this comic, right? Is that, I can't tell if that's a joke or not. Cause we've made those jokes before. No, no, so no. <laughs> that's, that's, I, legit. I'm pretty sure this is the comic where, where gambit teaches sex ed. I, I think that that's true, which is like, it's amazing. I haven't read the comic, but again, I just, the silliness and the crossover has got me. So someday I will read it. Like, it is interesting to me. I like that touch. Well, um, the thing is like, uh, we, we have made that joke before in terms of like, yeah, he'd be so bad at it. But like, I think like logistically he, like, if you're going to have someone teach sex ed, it's going to, you kind of want it to be someone who's had gonorrhea before. 
Like, or has it now, as it were, <laughs> or who has it? Yeah. Or who has it right now? Yeah. Um, Currently, who here in the class raised their hand? If you got the syphilis, <laughs> don't be shy. Gambit raised first. <laughs> I can't tell if they razor bumps or if they or if they sick bumps. Can, can the class tell me? Yeah. Gambit like to be aerodynamic down where the crotch is concerned. Yeah. So Gambit like to shave, but sometimes him get the bump. Rogue like the optical itch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Rogue think it look bigger, but Gambit think it need to look no bigger, no more. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, it also, it, it's a weird thing that dovetails with the silliness. Like, it's exactly as silly as having missiles fire at somebody, you know, as soon as they come in. It's like a tone thing where it's like, oh, th- th- this is this goofs. Like, they're not taking this seriously. Wolverine lets missiles shoot at people who come into the school for kids. Also, he made Gamma in charge of sex ed instead yeah. of a doctor or scientist yeah moyer mctaggart there you know you got doctors uh but he has gambit do it it's like oh you're you're, you're playing at this wolverine well you know, and, uh, jokes for you and like the very next page uh illustrates that even further where you know wolverine and beast are basically saying goodbye because they're going on two separate missions and beast is like you know you said you're going to protect the school no matter what the cost i know what that means You've never let yourself get close to hope because just like when Jean went to Dark Phoenix, you think if she does the same thing, you're going to be the one to kill her. Um, and, you know, I, you know, she's just a child. Like, I want you to remember that. And Wolverine very seriously says back, like, there's a lot of children's lives at stake here and you need to remember that. And then the whole thing, like, devolves when Beast yeah. is like, you know, hey, I, I, you know, if this wasn't so serious, I'd give you a hug. He's like, yeah, but you have fleas. I'm like, I'm like, what? <laughs> Wait a minute! What y'all yeah. were just being well, like it's, super it's like, serious and, and introspective? They're, they're they're not fleas; they're um, tiny bamps, and bamps are like tiny little demons that look like Nightcrawler. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just extreme. It's extremely silly. And again, I understand there's there's a an audience for it, but it's it's not even for me with Jason Aaron. Like what I want. Like I read a lot of Jason Aaron comics. His solo Wolverine is great. It's it's my definitive Wolverine. Like it's extremely good, uh, and it's it's just not this. And this is this is fine for what it is. It's not a Jason Aaron thing though. It's like this was set out to make a comedy book. Yeah, you know more than anything. Um, so they uh, he heads off to uh, to get into the, the ride. There's a nice little touch here where uh, Kid Apocalypse is talking to like the Gecko Kid. I can't remember his name, but it's like why is that girl crying? And he's like, oh, blindfold can see the future. He's like, oh, that can't be good. Um, you know, I like that moment. We cut over to the, everybody taking off uh, into space and cutting between planet Sin, where everyone is betting Earth is the next planet to be destroyed. Yeah. And uh, our final little bit is on the Shi'ar homeworld. Uh, they're going to activate something called the Phoenix Protocols, which unleashes the Death Commandos. Uh, and uh, so they're going to be coming at some point for uh, for Phoenix. But Guardian is going to go rescue his kid. Yes um so and they have he has an argument with Deathbird of like whether or not they should do it and then finally he just is like fine go do it but i'm gonna get my kid first um which hey mm-hmm. i understand that i get it it's it's weird yep. that you would leave your kid on earth anyway gladiator <laughs> like that seems like a yeah. that seems like a super weird thing <laughs> you guys don't have schools you want you you want wolverine to teach your kid yeah. instead of like the, those bearded bearded chiaras that we see all the time you want gambit like teaching him like the birds and the bees my man come on gladiator i thought yeah. you had confidence in yourself what's up uh, well maybe maybe that's the idea is that like his power is on confidence and he needs a gambit level <laughs> sex ed teacher to give him <laughs> enough sexual confidence maybe so. like i would i would imagine that in terms of sexual confidence gambit is as as competent as they can be you yeah know, way more competent than acr Abs- ab- 100%. Fucking bird dicks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like 
you know, so this is probably as long as kid kid gladiator can think of things in sex terms, he's probably invincible after being trained by Gambit. <laughs> Perfect. So I, out of the stuff that we're, we're doing this time, uh, you know, the, the next one we're doing, the Avengers one is probably my least favorite. Uh, this one is probably my second least favorite. Like it's cool. I'm interested. It doesn't advance the storyline at all. Uh, really? Um, you know, and just seeing something from another angle is a little bit frustrating. Like I get that, like they couldn't just do the next Wolverine, the X-Men comic and just have Wolverine not be there and be like, Hey, read this old crossover to find out what Wolverine's doing. Yeah. He's on the title, but who gives a shit? Like, I understand they couldn't do that, but at the same time, it's kind of a weird reading experience. It Good, is. but not, not great to I, me. And I think you, you said it with the last issue, uh, or the, in the last episode of like, Oh, Hey, the, the crossover worked. It makes you want to read more uncanny X-Men. And this is exactly the opposite. Like, I'm like, Oh, well, this is just enough over reading the X-Men for me that I don't, I don't need to really check back in. Um, and I'm not really complaining about it. Cause like, it's fun to see dupe and it's fun to see kid apocalypse and Quentin choir. Yeah. And, and it's weird. Like it just, it, it makes you realize like there's so much more going on in comics than any one person could really ever keep up with. And not be, you know, a giant yeah. nerd about it. But uh, at the same time, like, <laughs> it, it just, reading the cross, like, it just makes you realize, like, oh, man, if you actually try to just keep, to stay informed on every possible side thing, um, it, it, it's just impossible and also, like, really frustrating to, to, to do if you aren't already trying to do it. Um, and it really, like, when I see people complain about the MCU nowadays of, like, oh, God, there's a new TV show and I have to watch it. I'm like, go fucking try to track down Avengers versus X-Men, dog. Like, I dare you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, 40 minutes a week. <laughs> uh, 40 minutes a week for eight weeks and I don't have to do it. Uh. <laughs> like, uh, I, I've been specifically very irritated about Avengers saturation or Marvel saturation discourse. Mm-hmm. Lately, because uh, part because I was in the Slack and I was looking at uh, how many Final Fantasy games there are. So people are like, oh, man, the new Guardians of the Galaxy game, everything. Oh, XCOM, you know, Avengers game. Everything has to be Marvel. And I'm like, there are like 75 Final Fantasy games and like 10 new ones come out on mobile every day. Like this, this has more saturation than anything, you know, that this would have. Like people are complaining about a TV show coming out once every two months. And a game coming out like twice a year, you know, it's just ridiculous in terms of like media saturation. Yeah. Uh, very, very frustrating. And it's also like, it's, it's so optional, you know, it, it's, it's so optional. I know we talked about that before, but it just, it doesn't affect you. It won't hurt you. I am. You know? I am glad I live in a world where people feel obligated to have takes or opinions or to feel obligated to like consume mcu media uh in a way that they do not feel con- obligated to consume final fantasy media <laughs> like i feel like most people av- the average you, person, you know what i'm saying like if my dad was like yeah, yeah. dude final fantasy 13 is coming out next week we got to get on yeah. that it's got the hd pack i, I gotta it. keep up <laughs> i gotta keep up with final fantasy brave exodus on ios <laughs> exactly you, you know <laughs> Mobius Final Fantasy, the game that the how long to beat average is 230 hours, oh my God. Uh, is, a, is a cultural uh, obligation. Imagine. Just imagine. Yeah. Well, it's, 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 it was also making me think about how video games are so fucked, right? Like, uh, I found out there's a website called How Long to Read, you know? So there's like How Long to Beat, right? Mm. Uh, the, the complete works of like James Joyce, you know, or something like that is, is the equivalent of like three Persona games. <laughs> or like in terms of reading it it's it's really really ridiculous it is a fucked medium in terms of time investment and people are complaining about it with like mcu tv shows and stuff and i'm like man they're talking about six 45 minute episodes that you can easily skip yeah how is this hurting you in any way you know and like uh 
and not to like belabor the point, I guess, but uh, the they've done a pretty decent job of making sure that like you don't have to have watched the movies. Like if you've watched the movies, you will get more enjoyment, but you could just put on Loki and get everything that you need to know about Loki, like in the first episode and then be on the, on the track to watch six episodes without ever experiencing an Avengers movie. Like you could just enjoy, you know, Tom Hiddleston being fucking Daffy duck, like Will said on the AV club the other day, which is a great, great fucking article. Um, Yeah. Or, or, or not as well. Mm -hmm. Like the cultural, like, like I understand it's frustrating when everybody's talking about something, yeah, like I, I definitely get that, but you know that the Scarlet Witchification of of the timelines didn't last that long. You know, uh, is is over pretty quick, honestly, in the scheme of things. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, you're fine, nerds. Just just mute, um, mute everything. <laughs> just don't, or just yeah. stop using social media. That's really the the, the trick. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, mute what you're not interested in. It, it will make a world of difference. I promise you. I I cannot tell you the last time I I read about near without somebody telling me about it. Uh. So if you uh, if you like this show though, don't mute duckfeed.tv. <laughs> you know, it would be weird for you to get to the end of this rant and then be like, oh, "I never liked this. I didn't realize I could not listen to it." Days of Futurecast is a, comp- a compulsive cultural icon, water cooler. <laughs> this, this is episode hey, like all heard about unit three hundred or something, and like like someone's <laughs> just like, "Oh man, I've been reading this. I didn't have to listen to this at all. What am I doing?" <laughs> <laughs> like, unit is a good offboarding episode. Uh, patreon.com slash duckfeedtv ratings reviews yes. telling your friends listen to other shows on the network check out jeremy's uh podcast if you like supernatural uh which has supernatural elements to it it does much like the x-men mm-hmm. and check out monster of the week they just resurrected a nephilim yeah like you want to know what that means <laughs> figure out what's happening with nephilims yeah. dude it's basically the plot of diablo 3 like just get into it like just, just start watching <laughs> season 14 it's only like 20 episodes you can do it <laughs> Um, thank you for uh, listening everybody we'll be back next week or in a couple of days with Avengers number 25